Hey there, this is 5 Old Fantasy Hockey. I'm your host for today, Mike Rogerson. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Beginning of this hockey season, end of 2022, was a uh, wild start. Uh, let's see if, uh, if 2023 is going to be any more normal. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey, and you can get at us anytime in our Fantasy Hockey Discord. Uh, we like to get questions for our mailbag and, and, and any kind of questions and chat you want to you want to have around fantasy hockey. Uh, links will be in our show notes. Discord in particular grew up over 2,300 people in um, 2022. So that was a big year for our Discord. It's become a really fun place to, to uh, chat hockey and hockey cards and memorabilia and fantasy hockey and barbecue and uh, me and Zach spent a month arguing about Christmas things. We'll be announcing the uh, King of Christmas winner this week when Zach and TJ are back and we have the full lineup back together. It was a tight race, I can tell you that much. I'm going to make sure, we wanted to make sure you get a, a week preview to get to start the new year back on the good foot. Be prepared. So we're going to, I'm going to get tonight out for you solo. And then, uh, like I said, we'll all be back the full meal deal starting uh, next episode. A few injuries just to make sure everyone's still aware of before we get going here. Uh, Latang and Petrie are both out now. Good thing it's not because of the stroke uh, for Latang. Separate injury didn't seem too major, but Pittsburgh's schedule isn't great this week, so I wouldn't bother you know, trying to pick up a, a replacement D from Pittsburgh in their absence. Uh, I would probably look elsewhere. Uh, speaking of D that are out, John Carlson had a puck to the face and he's out uh, at least week to week at the moment. Um, they said long term, at least a week, but probably more. Uh, that's going to pop up later in the episode as well. Verona is conditioning uh, in AHL and going to be returning very soon. So that will be interesting to see how his return goes uh, in Detroit. Tarasenko is day-to-day with an upper body injury. He was out with an illness for a day, came back and played under five minutes and then was injured. Uh, again, it didn't seem too major. Upper body injury um, should only be out a game or two. And uh, Wheeler is skating so he was terrible start really hot couple of weeks and then he went out uh, with a groin injury uh, but he should be back two to three weeks from now could be a time to to stash him in your ir if you can and somewhere around there maybe a few another week or so Ehlers will be back as well so winnipeg's going to get a huge chunk of offense back in about two to three weeks so you might want to take a look and see how your Winnipeg players are doing in your league, and maybe you can buy low right now. Taking a look at some good performances from over the last week or so, there's a few in particular that I'm very happy about. 
uh, Bo Horvat in particular, back-to-back four-point games. Uh, the guy is just on a mission this year to make a lot of money. Uh, hopefully we get to keep him on Vancouver. Arvidsson in LA, he's got six points in a three-game stretch there, so he's hitting a two points a game, um, very available in a lot of leagues, so keep an eye on him. Elias Patterson. Uh, he had 10 points in the last five games, so he just continues to have a fantastic season. Uh, his pace is incredible this year. I mean, obviously not a guy you're going to pick up right now, but I want to shout him out after having a terrible season last year. So he continues his hot pace uh, for pretty much a calendar year now. He's been just unbelievable. And another guy uh, who's having a great year and just continues to chug along is Konechny. Um, six goals, three assists in his last five games. So almost two points a game. He is just uh, having a comeback year, absolute comeback year after being kind of disappointing last year. Torts is actually, um, I mean, how many times do I have to brag about it? But I did kind of see him and Torts getting along, and it seems that they are. Uh, and Philly has a few... A few little bright spots, which last year they basically had none. So I think Konechny is definitely one of them. In terms of this upcoming week, uh, schedule breakdown, it's a very up and down week. Monday's got three games, Tuesday 11 games, Wednesday three games, Thursday 10, Friday 6, Saturday 9, Sunday 8. So there's no hugely heavy nights, but there are... Monday and Wednesday are particularly light nights. So those off nights, those first couple of off nights are very valuable if you can get in on them. Not a ton of great schedules this week. Anaheim uh, has four games played, three off nights. So classic Anaheim off nights. Trouble there is just that they're Anaheim and they are terrible. Washington, Boston, and Arizona have four games played, one off night each. So you might find some options on those teams. And then Detroit and Tampa have the midweek off nights, Wednesday and Friday. So they have three games played, two off nights each. So Detroit and Tampa Bay. And then in terms of bad schedules to avoid, uh, you want to avoid Buffalo, Ottawa, and San Jose. Each only have two games with no off nights. So, uh, you know, the only real obvious tip of the week is get Anaheim. They're the only team that has both those Monday and Wednesday off nights that are extremely light. So, you know, it's a tough one to find good players on Anaheim, but it's definitely worth taking some risks and picking up those guys because if you can load up on those two off nights, you're going to get an edge in overall games played for sure. That kind of leads right into the streamer suggestions for the week. The one guy you could find on Anaheim is Mason McTavish. He hasn't been uh, you know, too amazing on the season or anything like that, but uh, he's center, he's left wing, uh, so dual eligible. He's 17%. Owned in Yahoo, so he's available in a lot of leagues. He's got six points in his last six games. And he's got, uh, which is promising, he's got nine shots on goal in the last two games. So he does look like he's, you know, potentially the start of a streak here. We'll see. Yeah, you know, the last couple of games he's kind of gone cold again in terms of production. He's still shooting. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, Like I said, they have the games 
they have games, uh, off nights, games played coming up. So he is someone to look at. But this is, again, this is the problem that I was talking about. In Anaheim, they do have the schedule, but they don't really have players. Uh, I mean, Troy Terry, super owned, 71%. Frank Vitrano, particularly in a categories league where you're going to make use of his hits and blocks. And it's, it's such a, a weak team. Uh, if you're after just trying to get players into the games, Adam Henrique and Jakob Silverberg are players. Uh, there's no other time I'd think of taking them, but if it's going to get you those Monday and Wednesday uh, super off nights, you could try to do it. But uh, the one guy I would try to put a bit of stock into is um, Mason McTavish. Outside of Anaheim, uh, again, they have the best schedule. They just don't have the best team to pull from. Another good schedule is, is Detroit. Uh, Detroit has the two off nights, only three games played, but they do have the two off nights in the middle of the week. A couple of good options there. I like Lucas Raymond. Um, he's a right wing. He's 28% rostered. He's available in a lot of leagues. We've talked a lot about his slow start to the season, uh, but he's got six points in his last six games played. Uh, I picked him up because he had a good schedule last week. And another positive sign is he is hitting consistently. It's only one or two times a game, but he's doing it consistently. And that to me is, especially with a young player like that, that's always a sign that he's getting his confidence back. You know, in terms of fantasy, obviously, consistent hits on top of point per game is always good. Uh, and after such a slow start, I know he is a good player. Uh, he's actually a good player. So you'd think that he's going to get back somewhat to maybe not maintaining a point per game pace, but he's available. Again, 28% rostered. So he's uh, he's out there and gettable. Uh, Michael Rasmussen, uh, center left wing. He's 7% owned. So he's got three games played again with the two off nights. He is on the first line and first power play. DFO, Daily Faceoff, has him listed as a left wing, but he's playing center and taking the faceoffs uh, more than anybody else. So I'm going to say he's a center. Uh, he's dual eligible uh, in Yahoo, so that's what matters. Uh, what really matters, he has five points in his last five and is actually leading the team in scoring since getting promoted up to the the top line, uh, top power play, and he's given him five extra minutes time on ice per game, which obviously, you know, if you're playing reasonably well, five extra minutes a game is is huge, and it's obviously proving to be huge. So we'll see what happens as players come back into the fold, like Verona's coming back, Bertuzzi will eventually be back, and uh, and so on. Um, but if he can hang on to that playing time, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Main thing is they have a couple off nights this week, and he is available, and he's playing great right now. So definitely worth picking up. Outside of Detroit, as I mentioned earlier, John Carlson is out uh, with the with the face thing. Uh, although he's been getting picked up a lot now, Eric Gustafson filling in just incredibly right now. So he's uh, obviously defenseman. He's fifty four percent rostered as of this afternoon. Uh, they have four games played and one off night. Um, he's just been on fire with John Carlson being out. He's got 13 points over his current seven-game point streak. He's got games up to six shots a game. He's shooting a ton um, over this streak, and he's getting power play one with Ovi. So 
yeah, Eric Gustafsson, um, definitely not a long-term hold, but definitely worth holding right now this week in particular and until he slows back down again. It's gross, but it is what it is. He's getting points and that's what you need. Another guy I know Zach would love to to talk about if he was here, uh, David Krejci, center, 25% rostered. I mean, we've talked about him had nauseam over the last two years, three years, four years. He's just David Krejci. He's a good pickup. So pick him up. He just he's just a very reliable, very reliable points guy. Boston is fantastic and he's as good a second line center as you're gonna find tri sidle notwithstanding. Another more interesting pickup for the time being right now is Michael Amadio. Um center right wing 8% rostered out in Vegas. Eight points over his last six games. He's got a six-game point streak going since being moved up to the top line with uh, Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. So since he's been moved up to that spot uh, and getting up to he's, you know as much as 19 minutes a game, so a huge jump in, in time on ice, better deployment. He's got eight points and, and has scored every game. So there you go. Vegas only has three games this week, but they do have that nice and rare Monday off night this week. So I would I would pick them up. Eichel and Marcia so are out. So, you know, with this kind of production, there's no reason for him to lose this position uh, until those guys come back. Uh, another guy who is, let's call him a just go check because of injury status is Nick Schmaltz in Arizona. He's a center right wing. 25% owned, so very available. Uh, he is day-to-day as of right now. You know, we had a, a time last year where he was keeping pace with McDavid for like two months, uh, but he, he's a very talented player who goes very hot and very cold, and right now he's up to nine points in his last six games, so he's on a good streak. He missed last game with an upper body injury, but is definitely worth a look. See how serious it is. It didn't seem very serious. And if he's just uh, out for a game and back, keep an eye on him because when he's on these kind of streaks, uh, he's very worth having. Uh, Arizona themselves, (laughs) the guys there that are worth getting are worth getting. So he's one of them. Yeah, keep an eye out for him. Now we had a couple of guys mentioned throughout the episode so far in Philadelphia that are both going to fall into the just go check category and that's Konechny and Tony D'Angelo they are both 68% rostered people are are very hesitant because Philly is is shitty but Konechny uh, as I said he's just been back at it ever since Torts got there he's got 35 points in 31 games so what you know great offensive output over you know hit and block a game and nearly three shots a game so in every league format Konechny uh, should be owned and he's still available in a third of leagues out there in Yahoo so go check if it's uh, if he's available in your league um, he should be picked up he should be kept and he should be played every night he's such a great all-around fantasy player I know there's a huge hesitancy because he is kind of going downhill the last two years but he's he's back and Tony D uh, missed some time but since you know the last four games he has eight points and he's just shooting like mad so if Tony D is available he's 
he's going to be on every power play uh, that Philly has. And they, you know, with Konechny and JVR and Kevin Hayes and a couple guys, uh, they actually don't have a bad power play when everyone's healthy and and focused. And it seems like there's a few guys there that want to play for torts, and they're all going to be in the power play. So Tony D quarterbacking that is is not a bad option. If you're looking for hits, Marty Febs, uh, our favorite, is back uh, after an injury. Uh, Marty Favari, or Fervery, as I've heard it pronounced as well. But uh, Marty Febs came back for that 9-2 to trouncing of Montreal on New Year's Eve. Uh, He managed to get himself uh, an assist out of it. And hitting a block, uh, generally speaking, he's a four or five hits a game, couple of blocks a game kind of guy who is capable. And, you know, again, with John Carlson out, there is extra time on ice to be had, and he's going to get a bunch of it. And Washington's got a pretty weak schedule coming up. So if you're in a league that values hits and blocks and, you know, especially hits, uh, Marty Fevs is definitely my guy. Now, in terms of other guys you might want to look at for hits and blocks, uh, Nick Ritchie in Arizona. Uh, if you want a forward who's going to get you uh, uh, hits and blocks, again, they got the four games played. They got an off night, so not a guy I like to talk about. <laughs> He's there, Nick Ritchie. 25 hits in his last six games, so four and a bit. Uh, he's got four points as well, two of them on the power play. So he is a part of that Arizona power play, which is, you know, it is what it is. Um, but another guy who you could get, uh, who could be looked at as a as a categories league pickup is Jason Zucker in Pittsburgh. I know I'm going to catch shit for this, but he's hitting at almost four hits a game recently. Three points in his last five games. Two of them are on the power play, so he's getting power play time in Pittsburgh, which is pretty fantastic. So there's a few of those. Another, just generally speaking, a guy to keep an eye on in the future, uh, just in terms of hits, is um, Klim Costin in Edmonton. He's actually got three goals in the last two games. Don't expect any of that to continue by any means but he just hits like he's got you know nine hit game recently six hit game four hit game and he's always he's averaging about three and a half to four hits a game klim cost and he's left wing right wing eligible so when he's playing i mean there's a for sure chance of hits and there's a slight chance of goals apparently again i wouldn't count on that but klim cost and said to give him a a little shout out for that three goal performance in the last two games. Uh, beyond that, I mean, my my overall streamer pick for the week is probably going to be Mason McTavish. Uh, I like him because he's the only option in Anaheim. I do like, uh, you know, a few of the guys. I like Michael Amadio, um, just as an interesting one. Gustafson, Ra- uh, Michael Rasmussen, and Raymond in Detroit. I like all those picks. So. What I could say is I like all my picks. Um, there's a lot of very available guys that are, that are very uh, potentially very good. 
uh, this upcoming week. So load up on Anaheim in any way you can. And particularly get in on that Monday option. I mean, you got Philadelphia, Anaheim, Boston, Pittsburgh, Vegas, and Colorado all playing on Monday. So do whatever you can to get players on that night in particular and get a jump on points and games played. So there you go. Uh, just a short one for now. Like I said, the whole top line, uh, Zach and TJ and I will reunite. We'll all be back uh, next episode um, for a Tuesday Trends and mailbag. So you can get at us on Discord if you want to get questions into the mailbag um, or players you want us to review on Tuesday Trends, guys who are streaking either positively or negatively, hot or not. If there's anyone you want to hear us deep dive into you can put that into the tuesday trends channel on our discord you can get at us on twitter at fhf hockey and like i said we'll also be rolling out the results from our king of christmas battle between zach and i it's a close one and uh i think we're both afraid to actually see the calculated results but we will be opening those together on our tuesday episode so we'll all find it at once who actually won calculated by ernst and young for validity thanks again uh happy new year's happy 2023 we will see you on tuesday